The reality of humanity sublime. In the not too distant future. There once was a land with two futures. There once was a land of reality and a land of sublime. Not of creatures, but of beating hearts and laughter. There once was a land of pixels mixed with stories of the before time. There once was a land where Homo sapiens roamed free without distortion, without lies. What the hell am I talking about? In a course on political thought, we studied Plato. Sure, he didn't believe in using the senses to understand what is real. Our senses are imperfect. Easy for him to say. Plato is urging us to use our reason in the experience of our lives. We don't want to languish in what he called the cave. Wait a minute, says Aristotle, what about potentiality? Objects are the potential essence of the qualities that come into being. Is that all there is? asks the popular song. Yes, and things are determined for a purpose. We are to keep a stiff up a lip, so they say. When I wrote The Village, I didn't pull the political thought book off the shelf. Elements of the Plato versus Aristotle debate do evidence themselves in The Village. Inspector Rawlings, on an investigation into the sector once known as Colorado, can't wait to turn off his imager, a manufactured reality. The inspector is rounding up illegal outsiders who have broken into the massive village's enclosed area. One could receive full village status by applying through an application process. Rawlings was undecided whether he would live on the outside during his retirement or remain in the village and have an image-based reality for the rest of his days. Cicero, 106 BC through 43 BC, believed in the Roman Republic during his career. He disputed an unwritten alliance called the First Triumvirate because it diluted the idea of a republic as well as Senate predominance. The Roman Republic was a representative democracy between 509 BC and 27 BC. Isn't Rawlings' option for retirement the distinction between freedom of what is best for its residents? guardians of the highest and ruling class of the three classes of Plato's ideal city. The classes are producers, auxiliaries, and guardians. You train in all aspects of learning to become a guardian. Rip the people out of the cave so they can understand what these elites tell them is true, and they'll become more valued and pertinent human beings. The village has drogues controlling human beings. Oh dear. Alexa, was Plato an Ivy Leaguer? Hmm, I don't know that. Hey, Plato, meet James Madison. Madison said, the people are the only legitimate fountain of power, and it is from them that the constitutional charter under which the several branches of government hold their power is derived. Frank and Mark Embers and their family live on the outside. There is no simulated reality. There is no elite class instructing outsiders on what's best for them. Yet their family is split. Neil Embers lives on the inside. Although insiders can experience the outside in the first level exposure rooms and in the departure area, that's it. The Embers' father, Walter, is voluntarily preparing for his ending, which for the villagers is not an ending at all. Walter will exist within an AI world to interact with friends and family members, only it won't be Walter. It will be a simulation of Walter. 
It's all taken care of in the village. A historical materialism marks, if you will. There's no exploited profits, no proletariat in the village. It's all taken care of. So why wouldn't you take this paradise on earth in the village? That's the crux of it. Responsibility. Villages have no responsibility. Only self-indulgence. Frank Embers. Once we quit the basis of sensation, all is in the wind. To talk of the immaterial existences is to talk of nothings. To say that the human soul, angels, God are immaterial is to say that they are nothings, or that there is no God, no angels, no soul. I cannot reason otherwise, but I believe that I am supported in my creed of materialism by Locke, Tracy, and Stewart. Letter to John Adams from Monticello, 15th August, 1820. Thomas Jefferson. The only way to secure liberty is to place it in the people's hands, that is, to give them the power at all times to defend it in the legislature and in the courts of justice. John Adams. I've been talking about the freedom and attributes of different societies, but what about this idea of so simulating reality that life itself is obscured and death? You don't die, you're just simulated. And all these people in the picture above, humans in the auditorium, and they're not only not talking with each other, but they don't even know who's next to them in the room. I'm not saying it's not cool to hook up to this viewer. In the village, simulation is taken to the extreme. I will leave it to the reader's imagination to transpose what's being viewed. Finally, no one could believe that life on the outside is easy. One isn't protected or controlled, and there is personal responsibility. But the end result is freedom and confronting all the pitfalls that freedom brings. Independence is my happiness and I view the things as they are without regard to place or person. My country is the world. My religion is to do good. Tom Paine, The Rights of Man. Alexa, give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry is credited with saying give me liberty or give me death. During a speech he gave at the Second Virginia Convention on March 23, 1775.